Welcome to a very special episode of Get Your Tips Out. It is day one of the Cheltenham Festival. We've been waiting all year for this. There's been no fans there last year, so it's been two years. Can't wait for the Cheltenham Raw today. It's great that it's come around. From the previous podcasts, hopefully you've had a few of the anti-post bets that we've put up. We put up American Mike in the bumper at 11 to 2. I believe it's now about 9 to 4. We put up Fildor for the Triumph at 10 to 1. Again, it's about 9 to 4. We put up Galloping Deschamps at 7 to 1. What a price. It's now odds on. Uh, we also put a burning victory that runs today in the mares at 33 to 1. Uh, it's down as low as about 8 to 1 running today. Uh, and also Ellie May, 9 to 2 for the mares chase. I think you can get about 9 to 4 now. So some really good anti-post bets there. Hopefully you've got some money rolling on. The other one, unfortunately, the best one actually of them all was Fernie Hollow that we put out uh, start of the season at 10 to 1 um, for the Arkle, unfortunately. Uh, got picked up an injury. It was about 6 to 4 fab for the race at the time. Um, and we're on at 10 to 1 so rather unfortunate but we are where we are so here we are day one Um, I've got a very special guest with me today Uh, I've got a a, a, a good friend of mine from Ireland Seamus Guinness who's a a great judge uh, especially with the Irish horses so uh, I'd like to say hello Seamus Ah, Jesus, good morning, David. Great to be here on the podcast today. I've listened to lots of your previous episodes. I think they're absolutely fantastic. Well, it's great to have you on the podcast today, Seamus. Hopefully you'll give us some winners. So we'll kick straight off with the uh, the Supreme Novices, um, one of the most eagerly anticipated races of the week. We've got Constitution Hill, Dysart Dynamo, John Bond, the, the big three. Then sort of Kilcrook, Mighty, Potter. I'd say the, most people would say the winners would come from them. What are you, what's your view on this, Seamus? Ah, well, looking at this race... I think with the drying ground, it's sunny, isn't it? It's sunny. It's a little bit overcast actually outside. We're here in Cheltenham now at the moment, but I'd say looking at the action of those horses, Constitution Hill and Dysart Dynamo, they look like they they, they suit more soft ground than John Ban. John Ban's apparently a bit of a head the ball, um, and and uh, I think it'll travel very well in this race. They always go a mad gallop, and I think it could pick them up late. I think five to one, eleven to two is a great price about John Ban. Fantastic, yeah, I actually, I actually agree there, funnily enough. It's like, uh, put those words into your mouth. Um, so, yeah, John Bon, I think, for me, in the first, I think Dysart Dynamo uh, goes off really quick. I, th- I think there's been talk of him holding up. I don't see how they could hold the horse up. I think it travels, it, it, it's one of those, it just sort of point at point and shoot. I think it'll just go. Um, and I think I could see John Bon travelling in behind and picking them up. The way it won last time showed that it had to battle. Um, people sort of digged at it for that run, but I think... Uh, it showed that it had a, a a good attitude and also it was giving lots of weight away to some good animals. So, um, all's not lost really with that one last time. Obviously, it's unbeaten. The other one I'd say just to keep an eye on is Mighty Potter. Jack Kennedy will ride that right out the back. Again, it's proven on this sort of ground. It doesn't need it to be testing. And you can see if they go a million miles an hour, that'll come and pick up the pieces, hopefully, for a place. Um, so, as we're moving to the second race, it's the Arkle. Again, another generally one of the best races of the, the, the festival. Um, it's probably not a vintage renewal. We've got Edward Stone, that's the nine to four favourite today. And a lot of people trying to get it beat as an eight year old. Not many eight year old, olds win the Arkle. Then, then again, not a lot of eight year olds running it. Um, how do you see this one going, Seamus? Well, when I look at the runners here, I think the most solid one is clearly Edward Stone. I think Alan King, yeah, he's been away for a while. Not had a tab class one for a while. I think this is a good. Um, I think it was with Willie Mullins or you know a Nichols, Nicky Henderson. I could see it being a much shorter price. So I think that's the most solid. Yeah, again, completely agree. The most solid. I think for me, um, looking at the run of a few of them in behind, uh, a, a few of them behind the Blue Lord and the Riviera de Tel race. A lot of people think the winner would come from that race. Now Horton Calor fell in that race at the third fence. 
And I think uh, it was the one that was quite short in the betting. It's the one that we haven't had a chance to see its true colours. It ran third in the Triumph last year. So it's a bit of an unknown quantity. Uh, but for me, I really like Corsa Blime here. Uh, for Henry de Bromhead, Rachel Blackmore, obviously, who lit the course up last year. It had two runs in behind Fernie Hollow, which would have probably been odds on for this if it had been in the race today, if it wouldn't have got injured. Um, the second of those runs, Riviere de Tell was also in front of it. It was given Riviere de Tell £13 that day. And I think it was ridden very much with the future in mind. Uh, came out one last time, jumped well. Again, I could see them sitting in behind. They're going to go a mad gallop here. You've got Blue Lord in the race. You've got Saint Sam. You've got Riviere de Tell that will probably be handy. There's a few that are going to go forward. Edward Stone's probably going to be pretty handy. Uh, and I could see uh, Rachel Blackmore just hunting them up. Um, and hopefully picking them up later. So we move into the 250, which is the Ultima. This is the first handicap of the festival. 25 runners as we stand. Uh, sorry, 24 runners with one reserve. Uh, pff, bit of a lottery, to be fair. If you can get the winner of a couple of these handicaps, even one of the handicaps sometimes on the festival, you'll often have a winning week. You've got Frodon, which is really interesting that they've run it here when there's a few different options that it could have had. The Ryanair, potentially the Gold Cup. Um, I'd be against Frodon here, I think, generally. Um, top of the weights, if anywhere, they're going to have a good run. It's usually Cheltenham. But for me, I always like to look a little bit further down the list. And one that really takes my eye here is T Clipper, trained by Tom Lacey, uh, ridden by Stan Shepherd. Looking through the runners, it was about as good as most of these over hurdles, but it was always going to make a much better chaser. And I think the key here is the ground. I think if you look at its form in the past, when it's run on the good, on, on good and even a little bit of good to soft, it's always shown its best form. Uh, it's been given a wind, wind operation since it last ran 79 days ago. It's got the cheek pieces on for the first time. Um, I just think it's really, really interesting at a decent double-figure price. So T-Clipper, I think, is the one for me here. The other one I thought the look of is our power. Uh, Sam Thomas, interesting jockey. Charlie Deutsch, he rode it last time, doesn't ride it. it you'd, you'd think normally Sam Tristan Davis for Sam Thomas, but obviously he's got a ride for his dad in the race. Um, again, I think our power's won at a double-figure price. Not a, not a race I'm going to go mental on, but again, if you could get a winner of this, there's some really interesting ones. Lost in Translation, I think, is interesting. He seems to have lost his way a little bit, but he's got great course form. Noble Yates has just been bought for 290 grand, um, so they're not doing that for no reason, although it's probably going to be aimed at the National at some point. Death Duty have talked up quite a lot for Gordon Elliott. Uh, Vintage Clouds won the race last year, but um, yeah, R-Power and, uh, and T-Clipper for me. How about you, Seamus? Ah, Jesus, for me, I think, I think pretty much the same as you there, funnily enough. No way. Okay, so we move into the 3.30, which is the feature on day one of the festival. It's the champion hurdle. Um, again, probably don't need to spend too much time on this. We've got Honeysuckle, who's the odds-on favourite. Is there any way you can see this getting beat, Seamus? Well, for me, I think, you know, people have been saying she's not the horse that she was. But, you know, for me, the way that she's been running, she might just be thinking about things a little bit more. When she's in front and she knows she's already won, she's not putting as much time. Uh, she's not... You know, no, maybe seeming to be as impressive as she possibly could be. So, um, yeah, honeysuckle for me. Um, in behind, I'm not really interested in any, anything in behind. Obviously, appreciate it's the one that the the the, the sort of talking horse, if you like, it's not run since it ran away with the supreme novice last year. And um, so that would be the danger. If but you know, it's got to improve probably twenty thirty pound, and it's run last year to to challenge honeysuckle at, at a burst. And you know, she's fourteen out of fourteen, and I can see it being fifteen out of fifteen. Great stuff. Well, yeah, I completely agree. I can't see uh, getting away from Honeysuckle, I think, for me. Over the course of the festival, I think you've got Honeysuckle, you've got Shishkin in the Champion Chase, and you've also got Alaho in the Ryanair. That treble, if you want to have a treble over the course of the week to have an interest, I think it pays about 7-2, to 4-1. Uh, I think that's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good bet. They're the three that you maybe they're a little bit short. You might not want to back them on their own. 
but um, I think they'll all win. So we move into the 410, which is the Mare's Hurdle. Again, we've put up Burning Victory already earlier in the season at 33 to 1 for this. It's now 8 to 1. Um, so hopefully, a few of you have got on that. Um, for me here, looking at this, Queen's Brook is the one that really interests me. Um, it's uh, it finished third in the bumper last year behind uh, Sir Gerhard, which I think would have won the Supreme Novice if it ran in. It's going to win the Ballymore later on in the week. Uh, and Kilcrook, which obviously fancied for the, the Supreme Novice. Uh, I don't think anyone would say that this is as good a race as the uh, as a Supreme Novice. So um, I think Queensbrook, with course form, uh, I, I really like it. I think it was beaten last time by Burning Victory, but you could easily see how it could turn um, the form around on that one. So, yeah, I think it would be Queensbrook for me here. Again, not a race I'm going to go mad on. Um, but, yeah, uh, Queensbrook for me. How about you, Seamus? Yeah. There's a, there's a few interesting ones that have got good course form here. Heaven Help has obviously won last year. Indefatigable won last year. Miss Milner won last year. So that's course, winner, course winners. Uh, but yeah, I quite like Burning Victory. I think that won last time. Burning Victory beating Queen's Brook. I think the winner will come from that race. Yeah, completely agree. Fantastic. So um, into the 450, which is the Boodles, formerly known as the Fred Winter. Um, often this is run, won by a horse that's shown some good form in behind a lot of the horses that are running in the Supreme Novice, which is the first race today. And there's a really interesting one here, Gaelic Warrior, um, for Willie Mullins. What do you know about this, Seamus? Well, what I know about this is when, when the Irish horses come over, they get handicapped differently than the English horses. So what happens is they show a level of form in Ireland, they come over and they get four or five pound extra in the race. So what Willie's done here is really interesting. He's bought his horse in France. He's shown great form. Well, it's shown good form, especially for this grade in France. And he entered it up in a race in England a few months back to see what market it'd get. So it got the mark and he was happy enough with that. He didn't run it. So now it's running off that mark. So, you know, they're talking about it having two two stone in hand. And if it does, I think it'll just win. Yeah, do you know what? This is the talking horse, I suppose, of the week. It's never ran. We've not seen it. It's only run in France. Um, I did have a little a little bit anti-post on HMS Seahorse. It's slightly bigger price than it is today uh, for Paul Nolan. He doesn't send many here, but when he does, he usually knows what he's doing. But yeah, Gaelic Warrior certainly is the one that you'd is is the most interesting. Um, however, nine to four in a twenty-two runner race when you've not seen the horse run, um, on these shores or even in Ireland, um, I think is a bit of a leap. Um, in behind, I think the tide turns is potentially a little bit interesting. It running the same race that um, we we're talking about earlier on the card, um, in the Supreme Novice, it running the same race that uh, sorry not in the su- in the Supreme Novice, um, it, it, it sorry it running behind a, a couple of horses that usually, um would be the sort of ones that you'd look at for this race. So I think tight turns is interesting. The other one I think is potentially interesting is Ebersari, a double-figure price. Given a strange ride last time, I thought, by Davy Russell. Looking sort of with the future in mind. Um, kept it out wide all the way around. Never really sort of put it in the race. Um, and again, these are going to go on absolutely mad gallop. And it's just, it's a joy to watch Davy Russell in action at Cheltenham when he just holds him up out the back, weaving through horses. You could see him coming late and fast. Um but yeah, my dad actually funny have made made a good point to me about um, Gaelic Warriors. Look, it's either going to win or it'll be tailed off. It's one it won't be anywhere in the middle. It's either clearly well in and it's the horse is well and it wins, or it, it's just not what they thought it was, or it doesn't live up to the occasion or anything like that. So again, not a race to go mad on with twenty two runners. And moving to the final race of the day, the five thirty, the National Hunt Chase, usually the four miler. It's now a three mile six. Um, we're actually down to six runners, unbelievably, in this race. The market headed by Run Wild Fred. Um, Mostly uh, Irish horses again, Seamus. So I'll let you, you take a lead on this one. Looking at uh, looking at this run well, Fred. 
It's probably the most solid horse in the race. The thing that I'd have against it, though, is had 10 runs over fences, and it's only won one race, so I'd probably be trying to get it beaten. Now, Vanillier, for me, doesn't jump well enough. I know Derek O'Connor um, is on it, so that should help, but I, I remember listening to Katie Walsh the other day, Ruby Walsh's sister, and she said he'd need to be Houdini to sort out jumping out of this one, so um, I can't see that myself. Pat's fancy stays well, so... I, I I like that, but I don't know if he's the class of some of these. And I keep coming back to Statler. I'd normally want something to have a few more runs. If you look at people that like the trends of what wins what races, usually you need quite a few runs to, to win the National Hunt Chase. You need a bit more experience. But Statler's only had two runs over fences. It's one in the boat. And because it's only six runners, it's not going to be an absolutely end-to-end mad gallop you wouldn't detort. So probably wouldn't play into the hands as Pat's fancy as it would have done if, you know, 14, 15 runners as it usually is. Um and I think Statler about nine to four is is a is quite a good bet. Uh and you know, with a saver probably run while Fred is probably the most solid, but if it was William Williams, I'd be disappointed if Statler couldn't beat an exposed rival like uh, like Run while Fred here off level weights. So um yeah, that's how I think of that. Great stuff. So um just to, to, to recap um through the card um for me. I'm going to go through the card. I'm going to be back. I'll be back in Jumbon. I'll be saving there on Mighty Potter. The second race, I'll be back in Core Sublime. Um, and I'll probably be back in Edwardstone. Uh, Magic Days, I suppose, is another one there that I'm sort of slightly interested. I don't know if it's... It's getting £7 from them, but I don't know if it's forms quite on the, the par of some of the others. Um, the Ultimate, obviously, really difficult race, but T-Clipper and um, R-Power for me there. The one I didn't mention, actually, earlier, Korak Rambler, which... Um, He's very interesting. It's one around the course. Champion Hurdle seems easy. Honeysuckle. How much do you want to win? The Mare's Hurdle. Queensbrook. I'm interested in. And I'll probably be saving there on uh, on Burning Victor. I think the winner comes from that race that they ran in last time. Uh, the Fred Winter. Or the Boodles. I think. <sighs> the Gaelic Warrior. Am I? You know. I'll see how we go today. See what price it goes off at. If the, you know, if all the favourites have won, um, it might be. It might be short, or if they've all got to beat, it might drift um, in the market. So we'll see where we are later on. I'll have a look at it in the paddock and what have you. Um, yeah, Ebisari is interesting, as I say, and the tide turns from last time. And then the final race, I think Statler run Wild Fred. So um, thanks for joining us today, uh, Seamus. We'll catch you on a podcast very soon. Good luck with your betting today, remember. Only bet what you can afford to lose. Um, We'll see you tomorrow for day two and uh, hopefully we'll play in a par winnings.